Welcome back to the channel, investors. Today we're gonna to be showing some love to our international friends and talk about an ETF that pays very high dividends and has some pretty high quality companies invested inside of it. Whether you live in the US or not, the stock market is an incredible way to grow that wealth and continue to pass on generational wealth throughout the years. Investing in emerging markets can have the potential for some amazing gains, but it also comes with its fair share of risks. This video was made directly because of a video request from a viewer named Davidson who wanted me to cover the international version of SEHD called SEHY. So make sure you've hit that like button for the algorithm and are subscribed to the channel. So as its name suggests, the Schwab International Dividend Equity ETF is provided by Charles Schwab the same company that runs SEHD, which tracks the Dow Jones US Dividend 100 Index. SCHY, which we will just call Sky, seeks to invest in companies that are found on the Dow Jones International 100 Index, which will be a diversified basket of companies and sectors that pay dividends in countries other than the United States. Per their perspective, some of the criteria that they look for in their companies is that they have a track record of paying at least 10 consecutive years of dividend payments, they have a market cap of over $500 million, and they also have some additional liquidity requirements. Stocks are also ranked on four fundamental characteristics, their cash flow to total debt, their return on equity, their dividend yield, and their five-year dividend growth rate. Again, these are all criteria we as investors will look for when buying and holding individual stocks. But with Sky, we can have a professional do all that legwork for us. Once they do their first round of screening, they pick the 400 highest-ranked stocks by their criteria, and then they weed it out to around 100 companies based on the lowest amount of volatility. Additionally, no single stock can make up more than 4% weight of this ETF, and no sector can be larger than 15%. Emerging markets cannot represent more than 15% of the index. Now, emerging market economies, those would be those that are in transition from low-income, less developed, and pre-industrial economies toward a more modern industrial economy with a higher standard of living. This is typically seen within countries that are in Asia, Africa, and South America. With this ETF, there is no downside protection here. So if the market crashes, you're going to be coming down alongside with it. But I can't be the only one who's been really disappointed in Nusi's performance the past couple of weeks when the market's been down. It really makes you wonder if the upside given up by having puts is really even needed. Also, keep in mind, as much as there is corruption and instability in the United States, this is amplified in emerging markets where the economic, the political situations, the recovery from environmental disasters, corruption, those are all factors you have to seriously consider when investing in foreign markets. Occasionally, the fund will have fewer or more than 100 companies if they feel that it helps them better track the index or achieve their investment objectives. Unfortunately, just like SEHD, this fund typically does not invest in REITs, despite them offering high yields and are pretty stable investments. Let's take a look at what their top 10 holdings are. It may be companies that you have never have heard of. Their number one largest holding is British American Tobacco. This is a sin stock that pays out over 6% in dividends. Typically, companies in this space do have high dividend yields and pay out most of their earnings to avoid any sort of litigation. 
BHP is their second largest holding, and this is a mining company in Australia that produces copper, iron, nickel, among other resources. They pay a staggering around a 10% dividend yield. Now you might understand a little bit better on how this ETF is able to pay around a 4% dividend yield. You are probably familiar with some of the Unilever brands, even if you don't recognize the actual name. They are actually used by over 2.5 billion people in this world in 190 different countries. Their brands include Hellman's Mayonnaise, Dove Soap, Vaseline, and of course the Teenage Starter Pack of Axe Hygiene products. Toronto Dominion is a large financial services company in Canada that offers a solid 3.3% yield. When we look at the sectors that it's invested in, it's very nicely diversified, with healthcare, financials, consumer staples, and communication services all around that 15% mark. Technology, which is often the largest weight in a lot of these ETFs, is just 1% of this ETF. Tech companies usually are too volatile for a fund with a criteria like this one that screens out super volatile stocks. The countries that they are located in are quite interesting with UK, Japan, Australia, and Switzerland all around 10% or higher. Now you might have noticed a certain powerhouse economy that is for some reason allowed to host the Olympics as we speak right now doesn't appear to be on this list. Though they are not completely excluded in this fund and other countries and autonomous regions that are near it are well represented. About 1% of their holdings are in China, there's about a 5.3% exposure to Taiwan in their investments, and a little under 3% of their investments are based in Hong Kong. This ETF is relatively brand new, launching only at the end of April of 2021. So we don't really have a great track record of past performance to go based off of. But I can tell you since its launch, it has slightly beat the S&P 500 with a 5.99% return compared to the market's 5.92%. Though it has lagged behind its brother SDHD, which returned about 6.37% in that same time span. One really big positive that I have is that year to date, Sky is actually up 1.39% compared to the market being down nearly 8%. I think this is largely due to Sky investing in a lot of blue chip companies that typically aren't as volatile as part of their screening process. This is also a little different in that Sky pays dividends semi-annually, not monthly or quarterly, and follows the June-December payout schedule. The fund has an expense ratio of 14 basis points. That's $14 in fees you give up annually for each $10,000 invested. For a comparison, the last asset class I talked about, which was BST, BlackRock Science and Technology, they had an expense ratio of 1.09%. So this is a really cheap fee that we can pay here to have a professional pick a basket of international stocks for us. Now the inner accountant and me is telling you to keep in mind that international companies, they often don't have the same reporting requirements here in the US and their financial statements are under different rules. Most of us barely have any time to go through a US company's financials, let alone an international one, and trying to tie the numbers. So paying that small fee to potentially make some great gains, that might be worth it. Now I know everyone and their grandma wants to know about taxes on those big dividends. So according to their prospectus, dividends and capital gains distributions are generally taxed as a blend of ordinary income or capital gains. Foreign dividends can occasionally be paid at higher rates before credits, and Sky mentions offering potential for tax efficiency on their main summary page. 
Now, Sky, they don't do options trading, so I would expect more of a buy and hold strategy, which is typically more tax efficient. Overall, even though Sky has not been around for a long time, I think this is a great ETF. It's a great way to get exposure to international companies that we may not be actively going out and investing in or researching or even heard of. They have some great screener criteria to get growing businesses and have less volatility. It has a fantastic starting dividend yield of just under 4%, though keep in mind since it hasn't even been a full year of them being around, that dividend yield will probably fluctuate a good amount. It also is a good complement to its brother SCHD if both are held in the same portfolio. I do want to add that just because a company is headquartered in the United States, that doesn't mean that they don't do business internationally. For example, Pepsi is headquartered in New York, but we all know that they do business all over the globe. This also works vice versa with international companies and doing business in the US. As always, these videos, they do take me a long time to research and edit. Please help out a small time YouTuber by hitting that like button and subscribing to the channel. My videos are always found in podcast form under the Collect Cash podcast name, and I will buy, stash, and collect cash. See you later.